Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. As usual, just as the man said, I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for joining me this week. And with this conversation that I'm out to create with you, remember, all of these conversations are really, they're really just designed for you to think and apply. And when you apply some of these conversations to your life, you might see different results than you're used to. In fact, you will see different results than you're used to. But sometimes I'm asking you to take an approach that defies the kind of typical consensus or the typical agreement um, that we that, that just floats about in society. You see it all over social media. I talked about it in last uh, week's episode when I talked about this whole issue of cutting people out of your life and why it doesn't work. And what you need to seek to do is get complete. And getting complete is a whole other phenomenon. And very often when people get complete, they don't cut, right? <clears throat> In fact, when you get complete, there's no need to cut because it's complete, right? It's like the party's over. Um. Anyway, I want to crack on with this week's subject because it, this came to me by virtue of someone who reached out to me and asked me about a situation in their family. And I'm going to create their situation But obviously, I want you to listen for yourself. So this person is dealing with a family member who, who to them, was constantly reaching out for financial support. Now, this doesn't strictly apply to financial support. This could be all kinds of things, right, that show up in our lives. We have family members who reach out to us for this and that and the next thing. But it gets me to the subject matter, because the subject matter is the matter of favors. Like we do people favors, or we ask favors. Now, favors are a funny thing, because they don't just sit there by themselves, unattached in a person's life. So, When someone asks you for a favor and you deliver, depending on the kind of magnitude of it, some things you'll kind of forget and it's okay and, you know, it's fine. But even small things, if they're repeated enough, will become burdensome. And if it's big enough, it'll be burdensome. So if you're asked, someone asks a favor of you, Just think about this philosophically for a moment. 
you're, for many people anyway, they're stuck in that moment when someone asks a favor of them. <clears throat> and they're stuck in the crosshairs of two things. Of what society deems acceptable, and in other words, admirable, and the constraints of their own persona. So they're dealing with the constraints of their own persona. So many, many, many people experience this obligation. So that if somebody says, oh yeah, I need you to X, Y, or Z, or, uh, you know, could you do me a favor in X, Y, or Z? You experience this obligation because built into it includes this kind of societal obligation and the constraints of your own persona. <clears throat> but then also, like, there's the danger. And the danger is, is that of saying no. So in other words, favors aren't just, they don't, they're not standalones. They come with weight attached to them. So many people, when they're asked for a favor, will say yes against the background of resentment. So against the background of resentment. But it's also like currency. So I did you a favor. That means I can keep that in my back pocket. So that later, if I need a favor, I'm going to ask you for a favor. But if you come to me for another favor, in the meantime, that's two favors. So I'm two favors up. So I'll keep those two back there. Okay, good. Well, that means I could I could stack them and and ask for a really, you know, sizable favor in return. So there's been all those times you've asked me for a cup of sugar, surely to God that means I can have your car, right? <clears throat> Obviously, I'm exaggerating here, but <clears throat> you have to understand, ultimately, favors don't work. They, they will undermine, they'll diminish a friendship, they'll diminish family relationships, um, they'll create uh, an imbalance in relationships of all kinds. Um, so I don't deal with relationships. I don't talk about relationship, uh, relationships in terms of favors. And, and I don't actually do any favors. I don't ask them. And I don't give them. So what do I do instead? <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Because I got the answer for you. So you got to, uh, favor is another one of those things that you got to get rid of in your vocabulary. You got to get rid of them. Um, there's so much in the unseen with them. There's so much expectation built into them. There's so much unspoken. It's like, an, it's like it comes with its own little unspoken contract. All right, we're not going to talk about what's in the background of the favor. We're just going to deal with the favor. But there is shit in the background. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to keep it back there. But one of these days, it might all fucking blow up. And then we'll have to hash that out. So, no, I don't do favors. I don't engage with favors. I don't ask anyone. You know, could you do me a favor? <clears throat> and when someone asks me for a favor, I actually have them ask me something else. So what do I do instead? I, I make requests of people. So I request 
I make a request. I'll say, um, listen, I have a request of you. Would you consider it? And they'll say yes or no. No. Yes. But in the request, it's simple. It's very flat. It's a yes or a no. There's nothing else. Right? I don't need anything else. I just need a yes or a no. And I let people know that when it comes to, you know, making requests of me. You just make a request. I have a request of you. Could you pick me up and take me to the airport on Tuesday? I have a request of you. And I don't give people excuses. I don't justify myself. I'll just tell them whether that works for me or not. Yeah, that's not going to work for me. And, you know, for the people in my life who I share this with, one of the foundational principles of making a request is I fully accept that it could be a yes or a no. And I'm not going to use it to, you know, spin myself into a bad mood or whatever. I'm not going to plead with somebody. I'm not going to convince somebody. I'm going to just lay out the request. Here's my request of you. Ah, la, la. Yes or no? No. Thank you. What does that give me? That gives me freedom to get another resource for that request. I get to move on. I don't make the person wrong. I don't impinge upon our current relationship, right? So that is to say, it doesn't diminish it in any way. And even if they say yes, I'm not like, oh yeah, you said yes to my request. So fucking what? They could have said no. It's fine. It's okay. I'm a resourceful human being. I can solve things. Occasionally I'll make requests of people, but that's it. And I, and I won't judge them for their no. And I'm not going to hold them fucking down for no. So what do I do then? Mr. Fucking Fancy Pants Scottish person, if I've already, I've already granted a favor to another, and the situation that came up recently was around money. Somebody asked this person that I know <clears throat> um, if they could do them a favor and give them some money, <clears throat> and their response to that was, "Yeah, I'll help you." Out. Now, you just get, with the use of that language, the favor and the helping out, there's an unwritten contract there. I'm helping you, and you're requesting this favor of me. I mean, it's just fucking heavy with whataboutery, right? On Scotland, whataboutery, right? There's just so much attached to that request. And uh, the sorry, that favor and this whole notion of helping out. So, this person said, Well, what do I do? I've fucking done it now. And I don't want this person coming back to me and asking me again and 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 again, right? To help them out. And then, you know, do me a favor and I'm help them out and I'll help them out and I help them out. They said, I feel as if they're starting to take advantage of me. And my first point to this person was, well, no. What's happening here is you're uncomfortable saying no. That's the first thing that's happening. You have, you have no comfort in no. You're, you're, you're resisting or pushing back against the consequences of saying no. So I asked them, what would no mean to you? And it took them a little bit, but eventually they got to it. And what they got to was, yeah, people would think badly of me, like I'm not a good person. 
But I feel as if this person's taking advantage. Stop. Stop. You're bowing to your own wiring. This is way more about you than them. And as I've talked about in previous shows, there's a tremendous amount of power in a no. I think I talk about this in Grow Up. There's a tremendous amount of power in a no. And they say, but what do I do with this situation with the money? So I laid it out quite plainly for them. I said, you have to go back to this person. You have to say, look, I'm not open to giving you any more finances, okay? There'll be no more financial contributions. I'm, I'm not open to doing that. Secondly, the money that I did give you, I look upon that as a gift. Now, I know some of you are like, well, holy shit, how do I get my money back? Well, for some of you, you won't, right? For some of you, you won't. Some of you, it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to actually let go of the burden that that incomplete thing is in your, in your relationship with that person or in your life. The minute you make it a gift, you get to release yourself of any background agreement or unspoken agreement, and you get to release them from the same thing. Like, oh, it's just a plain gift. I release it to you. It's yours, and it's my gift to you, and it's complete. That's it. It's done. You have it. I gave it to you. I don't need anything back. You don't owe me anything emotionally or otherwise. Because a lot of times that's what's built into these things, there's these kind of emotional um, debt that you want people to pay. You want them to be good to you or nice to you or la, 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 right, right like that. <clears throat> so I say, look, this is really simple. I'm turning that into a gift. I'm giving that to you, okay? I don't, I'm not judging you. It's up to you to do whatever you want with it. And should you approach me again for money in the future, I just want you to know up front that my answer is going to be no, right? And again, I'm not judging you. I'm not making you wrong. I'm just doing what works for my life, okay? I know you've got to do what works for yours, and I'm doing what works for mine. The answer will be no. And that's it. It's that flat. It's done. It's gifted. What if I don't want to gift them? What if I want to turn any, like, what if I want to take it out of the favor and the helping out thing? Then you turn it into an agreement. Okay, just say, look, I gave you that money and there were certain things that I didn't say. I just kind of, you know, I decided in the moment that I was just going to give you that money and I didn't build into it, you know, when I want it back and by when I want it back and how I want it back and stuff like that. And then what will happen if you don't pay it back? Right? What am I going to do? Right. Because it's still my money and I don't want to impact our friendship and I don't want to impact our relationship. So I'm just informing you that. You know, it's my expectation, right? Yes, you can say the word expectation. It's my expectation that you're going to pay me this back within the next three, six, eight, ten, whatever you want to say, months, right? And this is how that would work for me. And all I want to do with you right now is work out and make sure that this works for you. And then you make it work for each other. And then they might say, well, I'm never going to give you that money back. I'm keeping that fucking money. You're done. What do you think you do with that? Well, I mean, you could go down the long, painful road of trying to recuperate your money. But the quickest way to resolve this for yourself would be to turn it into a gift. To move on from that aspect of your relationship. And then you might be in a different spot. Then you might be asking yourself, well, 
is this a relationship that I want to continue, right? So this feeds into the last episode that we talked about so much. How do I get this complete? How do I complete this for myself? Gifting it might be part of it, but I might notice I'm still hanging on to some resentment. I'm hanging on to what they should have done and could have done and what do they think of me and la, 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 la. All of that is part of what needs to get complete. Here's what else might need to get complete. The way in which you made that arrangement. So that is to say, you might have functioned or operated with some lack of integrity. So look, here's all I need you to understand. If you look around this situation already, though, can you see that there's kind of some complexities here that you need to really simplify to make your life work? Because generally, that's the case throughout your life. It's about finding simple ways to deconstruct some of the more complex issues. There's a general kind of philosophy that I stand in that I'm a great believer in, <clears throat> that if, if there are hangnails from the past, I'd much rather let them go and free myself up from the burden of pursuing them or hanging on to them because with the freedom that I get from letting go of that, I'll have a lot more room to generate and create and move new things into my life. So I've had situations in my businesses, I've had situations in my life where there's been these kind of messy transactional things and I'll just release them. I'm like, I'm done. Because whatever that amount is, I can make that. I can, I'd rather free myself from the knot of that in my stomach and look out into the future and use the future to generate and create more for myself if that's what I want. But the emotional attachment to that, I have no time for it. I have no time for it. Which is, you know, another reason why whenever you get yourself into these things, you have to really be aware of the whole thing that you're buying into. It's like everything else that I talk about. There's a wholeness and a completeness to everything. But in life, we tend to cherry pick. We tend to take the road that's the easiest, the least painful, the least confrontational. And I, and I do realize, you know, a lot of what I'm pointing at here with you in your life might leave you a little confronted, might leave you with a new set of problems but it will also leave you with a pathway to solving all of those to clear this stuff out of your life. Because ultimately, that's what it takes. You know, you can go back and listen to this episode as many times as you like. And, and, I, and I, even if you don't have a situation exactly like I'm talking about, there's a way of living that I'm talking about here. There's a general kind of philosophy of being free in life. I'd, I'd much rather be free for what's next than dug in about being right about what's been. All right, we're going to leave it right there for this week. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back, obviously, with our question for the nation, which this week I've picked another humdinger, as you might expect. Um, also, uh, this week, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe the podcast. The new 2024 desktop unfuck yourself calendar is out. 
also the um, 2024 uh, planner is out too from the brilliant people at Andrews McNeil Publishing. Um, so please go check those out. You'll find them on Amazon, all great bookstores. The calendar is always a bestseller. So you have, I've lost count the number of times people have come to me and, been, and, and found out in May, oh, you've got a calendar. Well, yeah. It's actually one of the best-selling calendars on freaking Amazon. So Unfuck Yourself 2024 is out now. It's out right now. So you can get yourself a copy of that. Um, and then, you know, look, this is a good time of year for if you're a gift giver, you might not be. I am definitely a gift giver. You might see one of those titles there and think, you know what? I've got that person in mind that I think could really do with this book or this calendar. Don't be afraid. Step up there. Give it to them. There might be a there might be a little bit of old-fashioned British passive aggression there. It's okay. You can explain yourself. But uh, but yeah, sure. I mean, if you know someone who can get real value at a reading, love unfucked or wise as fuck, or uh, grow up or do the work, wrap it in a nice little bow and present it to them on Christmas morning, right? All right, we're going to take a short break right now. We'll be back in just a moment right after this. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Right, all right. Welcome back to the second part of the show. I got, I got this kind of question. I got this question only in the last week or so. Okay, and I looked at the question because it's not really specific. They weren't. This person is it dealing with a specific thing? Okay, but I think this is something that's going to speak to a lot of people, either directly or indirectly. Okay, so. This message came in via the the hotline, 646-450-3203. If you want to call me or text me, 646-450-3203. came from Aaron, and Aaron asked, Gary, I'm an avid listener. I have some books. I am willing. I'd love to hear a show on mental illness. Specifically, I've dealt with bipolar for the last 25 years. I'd love to hear your perspective. Thanks for your time, Aaron. So, a couple of things here. Oh, look, I, 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 I'm banging on about this every freaking week, right? Because language matters, right? Language is the house of being. And you will dwell, right? I'm going to paraphrase Heidegger a little bit here at the end. But you will dwell in the house that you create through language. Well, language is the house of being, 
and in it you will dwell, right? You will live in that house, right? And words aren't just words. Words elicit ways of being. They come loaded, right? So you've heard me in other shows banging on a bit, calling people narcissists and la, 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 la. All of that shit is loaded. It's not, this isn't just like somebody, like maybe a psychologist or something talking about narcissism where they have this kind of really flat, kind of academic, scientific relationship to that word. You hear most people use that word and there is a fucking world attached to that word. A world of every upset, every fucking trauma, every, you know, incompletion. It's loaded. So that's why I say, well, stick to what they did or didn't do. Okay. Stop the categorizing. You get a lot more power with what they did or didn't do. And you'll be able to work through what they did and didn't do. And the more drama you take out of it, the more power you'll have to deal with it because you will not be living in the house that that language created. I can't say it any more fucking simply than that. Language fucking matters when it comes to people, okay? When it comes to your peace of mind, when it comes to your self-expression, when it comes to your kind of sense of being settled and grounded, language is fucking critical, okay? Critical. So, Aaron, you started out with mental illness, okay? Ooh, I don't know if I'd agree with that, right, necessarily, I think there are people who their brains are wired up a certain way. And and by the way, this is true across the board. I'm not sure whether it's because their brains are wired that way, they behave that way, or they were exposed to something that led to the brain being wired that way that has them behave that way. Okay. Some things are genetic, other things done out. So but I do have an issue with this whole idea of like saying, well, I have a mental illness. <clears throat> I might deal with some mental challenges. It's very different. Okay, so I've had 25 years dealing with what could only be described to me as mental challenges. Okay, what are the challenges might be the next fucking question, Aaron. What are the challenges? Well, I might notice that from time to time, and this is when it always comes down to the same thing, and this is, Aaron, this will be true of you, this is true of anybody who um, deals with it. I mean, this, this applies to anything in your fucking life, right? I just talked about narcissists. What do they do? What do they not do? When it comes to you as a person, Aaron, what do you do that you feel as if you shouldn't do? What do you not do that you feel as if you should do? And here's the critical part. There's three components to this. So there's the actions, what I do, what I don't do. When I'm doing that or not doing that, these are the typical thoughts that I have. So I'm typically in this kind of conversation with myself, right? And I, I'm not necessarily pointing to you here, Aaron. I'm just giving you an example of the kind of conversations that people are in with themselves, okay? People are worried or anxious. It's usually stuff like, this is too much. I can't do it. Um, I'll do it later. Um, it's not for me. It's got nothing to do with me. It's all them. That, 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 right? I'm in some kind of repetitive and typical internal conversation with myself. Now, again, both of the things that I've spoken about so far when we're kind of picking this apart, 
There's what I do and what I don't do. So that's one thing. That's the world of actions. <clears throat> and then there's what I'm saying to myself. That's the word of thoughts. Okay, so there's, and you usually find your actions and what you're saying to yourself automatically are in a dance with each other. You're kind of saying and doing, talking to yourself and doing, right? And then the last piece, <clears throat> what's my emotional state? What's typically when I'm in that mode, what's my emotional state? Okay, so I might be angry. I might be frustrated. I might be apathetic. I might have the feeling of being hopeless. Um, I may be agitated. So I'm going to look, and and, the, and they come in a little bag like that, right? So they come in a three like that. It's it's what I'm doing and not doing. It's what I'm saying to myself. And there's all the feelings that are associated with what I'm doing, not doing, and saying that stuff. And I might not be saying that stuff out of my mouth. I might be saying it to myself, but I might be saying to people. But it's that conversation that's associated with those things that I'm doing and not doing. They're always associated with one another. And then there's my emotional state. So there's that that's that's like a domain or a paradigm or a certain kind of spectrum that you're in, right? Not like autistic, right? Like it's a range that you're in. Okay. <clears throat> so for somebody like me, that's how I would describe that. I would want to know what do you do? And then the next question I might ask you would be, well, what would really support you? And dealing with that in a way that you would find powerful. So that's the first thing. So some people, depending on their situation, might look at, I don't know, a change of fucking diet. I'm not saying this is your situation, Aaron, so please don't attach it to yours. I'm giving you a generalization. I might, somebody might say, well, I think a solution for me might be a change of diet. Or I might exercise more. Or I might, I might come up with all these things, right? None of which might work, right? People might say, well, I need to take, you know, fucking medical marijuana. I need to meditate more. I need to, you know, this will help me dissipate or deal with or be powerful with those things that I do and don't do, those things that I say to myself and those particular feelings that are associated with all of that. Doing this thing would really help me with that. Okay, good. Other people going to see the therapist, reading books, taking medication, which I have no fucking issue with, okay? If that works for you, if you can, if you find that your life works better, if you're taking medication, you should fucking do that. And don't listen to anybody who tells you, no, no, you should, th 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 this is your choice, your life, you get to say what works, okay? You get to say what works for you. So if that includes stuff like therapy, journaling, taking medication, um, medical marijuana, and a host of other fucking things that people could do um, to support them in dealing with their mental challenges, then you should deal with them all that way. But I always say break them down into really logical and, and, and doable chunks, right? So that's why I always stick to doing, not doing, thoughts and feelings. You can do stuff with that. But when somebody says, oh, you've got a mental illness, what the fuck are you supposed to do with that? What are you supposed to do with that? Oh, I'm mentally fucking ill. What do I do with this? How do, there's nothing to get you. There's nothing actionable there. There's nothing you can do. You just have to fucking sit there and take the label. So I'm not a fan of it. 
and and you'll never hear me say stuff like you know bipolar. It's a psychological thing, stroke, neurological conversation. Okay, it's not my field. I take an ontological perspective. That is ways of being and acting. There's ways of being and, and acting on in one situation. There's ways of being and acting in another situation. If you have default ways of being and acting that don't work for you in your life, then you might pursue shifting, moving, engaging in the kind of activities that would support you with dealing with those ways of being and acting. Like, And I go, and go back to the fucking list that I gave you, stuff like that. But you get to say, and you get to try it out, what works for you. And listen, you might go and get, I don't know, fucking animal therapy. You might go hang out in a farm and find, you're finding whole new levels of calmness and, you know, what, you know, peace of mind. A lot of things can help. So you're not restricted to one or two. But um, but no, I'm not one of those people who <clears throat> deny all of that or, or, you know, diminish any of that sort of stuff. What I need you to know is, um, for somebody in my field who does what I do, I'm, I'm just looking at you ontologically. I'm looking at you. Okay, what are the ways of being and acting? What are your default ways of being and acting? Everybody's ways of being and acting, or the default ones, are designed to compensate for something. <laughs> so, yeah, that includes yours, Aaron. Yours are just designed to compensate for something. Compensate for what? Right? And then we, anybody, you know, who's in, who's engaged, you know, who has behaviors in life that they'd, they'd like to change. Procrastination, for example, might be one. Um. <clears throat> What is it you do? What is it you don't do? What is it you say to yourself? What's the feelings? What would support you with that? Oh, well, I should get up earlier and I should go for a walk. And I, all of those things are actions and things one might do to break up those patterns, right? But but again, Aaron, fucking language matters, okay? Language matters. You might say, you know, I, I deal with regular challenges when it comes to my peace of mind. I deal with regular challenges, when it comes to things working in my life. But that doesn't mean to say you can't make them work. That doesn't mean, that's just what, that's just what you got to deal with, right? It's like if you're fucking seven foot six, there's things you got to deal with, right? If you're five foot one, there's things you got to deal with, right? If you're 237 pounds, there's things you got to deal with. If you're 78 pounds, there's things you got to deal with, right? If you're from this country, that culture, this skin, skin color, that skin color, listen, there's just what you were thrown into and the life that you now must navigate given those conditions. It doesn't take anything off the table. It just makes your pathway unique to you. Everything's still on the table. There might be some things that for you are more challenging than them because things are not equitable. They're not. They're not even. They're not even fair. They're not even. They're not even imbued by any sort of common sense adjustments. There's just a what so. There's what you were thrown into. There's the genetic soup that you are. And so, what you've always got to be looking for is rather than being stopped by these things, rather than being told you can't, you can't, you can't. Life becomes a journey of discovery and solution 
and resolution and solving things for yourself and realizing, okay, I maybe can't do that the way they do it, but others may say, I can't fucking do it. I'm doing it. So language, 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 Aaron. It all begins in language. With that, I'm done for this week. Have an absolutely great one, you guys. And don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It makes a big difference to the, to the show. Rate, review, and subscribe. If you got a question, a conundrum, a subject you would like me to touch upon, 646-450-3203, or connect at Gary John Bishop. And I'll see you on the flip side. Have a great one. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.